Good morning. I want to continue our study on unity to address the conflicts in America right now. And I want to share a little bit of my experience with life and conflict and how I've tried to separate myself from others and how I create my own enemies. First, let's bring forth where we left off yesterday. Uh, I illustrated, or at least stated, that all media, large portion, huge majority of media is extremely dishonest and propagandic. And when we agree to ourselves to digest that media, we're agreeing to poison ourselves with dishonesty and misinformation. And then the question we left off with is why do we choose to do that? You know, why do we choose to constantly feed ourselves information and content that separates us from other people? You know, why do we do that? And I ask those questions because it is my belief that this chaos in America and in the world is a result of individual cowardice. We're too fearful to look at ourselves and to question ourselves. And as such, we end up being driven by hundreds of forms of fear, deep feelings of loneliness, separation, anxiety, anger, resentment. You know, there's all kinds of things within ourselves that drive our behavior that's causing all these problems. I think all spiritual growth starts at the individual. I think all culture is built from the individual. If you think about it, all the movies that create our culture, all the music that creates our culture, if all of those people creating those things were aware and courageous enough to face themselves, our culture would be a completely different place. But instead we have people that just wanna run from the ego and create songs to make money. They don't care what the consequences are to other people. And, you know, we get the results that we have today. So, that being said, I would like to share some of my experience with this current conflict. I have been guilty of contributing to it. I have been guilty of creating isolation amongst people and myself. Most importantly, myself. I. Most of my life I was in strong conflict with myself, but from a political perspective, I grew up in a rural area of America, and as such, you know, Republican leanings were the primary uh, political perspective. Uh, conservative ideas won out amongst Democratic ideals, and it was just the way I was raised and the, the climate I was born into. I voted Republican in... Uh, for Bush, I voted for Bush Sr. He was the first president I was allowed to vote for legally. So I voted for him just because he was Republican and was supposedly, you know, in line with church doctrine and Baptist beliefs. Um, I since learned otherwise. I think his behaviors, you know, contradicted everything that was in the Bible or a very large portion of that. So from him, you know, there is great loss in the nation. There are thousands, hundreds of thousands of deaths in the Middle East, which I was not proud of. But then, you know, the financial collapse came. I became extremely uh, disillusioned to Republican ideals when I saw all these bankers get these bailouts from the government. And then I saw Obama continue those bailouts. Uh, 
he seemed to have for me he had very little interest in working people uh, my life as a blue collar person got worse under his presidency which was unfortunate because I really liked the idea of liberal ideas I liked the idea of free college and uh, free health care uh, you know I loved having those safety nets in place but living through his presidency showed me that maybe the Democratic Party did not agree with those things to the extent of making them functional. You know, I don't agree with a lot of his policies around Obamacare. That ended up costing me substantially more money than before it existed. I think my insurance premiums went up, I don't know, I think it was 120% a month. Uh, I went from spending 280 to $300 for a good health care plan to last time I checked, uh, my insurance rates were uh, 520. Now I know age is a factor in that, but uh, still, you know, that's a lot of money for someone who's blue collar. The so I got really upset with the Democratic Party as well, and we'll get to this later. But uh, yeah, I'll just keep going. Um, during Trump and Hillary's campaign, I became neither Republican nor Democrat, but what I became was anti-left. I was uh, strongly anti-left. I absorbed myself into podcasts and YouTube channels and speakers that were against the left. You know, there were independent voters that just hated the left. They hated what they stood for. They hated cancel culture. They hated the idea that these people are getting, that there were people getting oppressed in what they had to say. Like if you had a conservative idea you weren't allowed to speak it without running the risk of, you know, a bunch of people that represented the far left of the democratic spectrum calling your employer, uh, threatening to boycott their business and getting you fired. I was, I was against that. I think that's horrible. The idea of, you know, mob rule scares me and it's something I would like to see legislation be written uh, to eliminate. It's a dis very destructive force. But in being anti-left, especially now, uh, I started looking at why I was so angry about the left. Not, I mean, those principles I don't agree with, the ones I just talked about, but why am I approaching those principles and those ideas, you know, my disagreement with them with so much resentment? And I had to question my resentment. You know, in my mind, I had, it was me versus them or us versus them, you know, I joined a team of people that were anti-left and our enemy was the left. And I had to look at how much control I gave to politics for my well-being, like my emotional serenity. You know, I had to become aware of how much content I was absorbing myself that reinforced my beliefs. You know, I would not look into their perspectives. I wouldn't study their ideas. Um, I liked, I thought they were idealistic, but not realistic. But, you know, why did I have all this rage and anger about it? And I had to become self-aware. And one of the things that happened was I personally felt attacked by the far left. I felt like my life was at risk. My safety at least was at risk. My quality of life was at risk by the behaviors they were acting out on. 
And so from that feeling of unsafety, you know, I joined a group that opposed them to the point where I started losing friends, right? Like if they started talking about extreme left rhetoric or ideas, I just lost tolerance for those people. I no longer saw them as people. I saw them as ideologues. I saw them as the enemy and I removed them from my life, right? Like I created conflict. I created division in my own life. And it's been my experience that that division first started with me inside. Like it started with me being unwilling to look at my fears, unwilling to be wrong, unwilling to let other people be wrong, unwilling to let other people be human. Like it's possible that people that oppose my ideas, they probably genuinely think their ideas are good, right? And I never took the time as an adult to learn how to negotiate ideas, how to find middle ground. It was just one way or the other. It was black and white thinking, which happens to be a symptom of narcissism. And I have no problem admitting that I have narcissistic tendencies. Uh, that's I didn't like the idea that that's who I was, but I do have those tendencies in me. And I couldn't do anything about them until I got the courage to look in within myself, you know, to look at why I'm behaving this way, this way, why I have these thoughts, why I have these ideas, why do I want to, why do I want to create conflict? And that's a point of responsibility I don't see many people taking. You know, if I have feelings of conflict or resentment towards someone else, it has a lot to do, a lot more to do with how I'm responding inside myself to their ideas than it has to do with their ideas. You know, the ideal is if someone has an opposing viewpoint, I don't have an emotional reaction. You know, I don't want to attack them. I don't want to think they're stupid. I don't judge them. Like, that's the ideal. But how often is that really the case in America anymore? I don't think it happens very often at all. I think we've become so dependent on having an enemy in our lives that we're afraid to look at why we need an enemy. And it's been my experience that I need an enemy, I need someone to fight against because I don't want to look at my own loneliness, my own feelings of shame around being who I am, my own feelings of separation. You know, I think all these people are different from me. I think they're evil or wrong. And that's not the case. You know, it's my own judgments that are getting my own way. It's those feelings, those deep feelings that guide our thoughts and our behavior. Carl Jung referenced it as the shadow, and I believe that true enlightenment or true transcendence of destructive behavior comes by facing our shadow. And we can use mindfulness to do this. It's very simple, not comfortable, but very simple. And we can start very simple and we can start very small with mindfulness. And the first thing I want to talk about, we left last week, you know, why are we digesting all this media when we know it's destructive. But also, let's just start small. Become aware of our thoughts. Throughout the day, we have lots of thoughts. There's a lot of spiritual teachers that suggest just watch the thoughts, just be mindful of the thoughts, you know. They're just a cloud moving through the sky. I kind of disagree with that. I think that's a good technique. When we're at work, we don't have the space or the time 
to challenge things or to really sit in the quiet and get in touch with these things. But it's also a great way to become neutered to reality. You know, I don't want to be a spiritually neutered person. I want to be effective in life. I want to be able to conquer myself, to conquer my shadow, and to move through challenges in a very effective way. I want to live a life of spiritual abundance. I don't want to be neutered. So what I've learned is my thoughts are important. They're very important. If I'm going through the day and I'm constantly having a thought of judgment towards someone or some group of people like the far left, I need to stop when I get home and I have time to sit in the quiet. I need to stop, let that thought come into my consciousness. And when that happens, I can take a deep breath and I can grab that thought and I can use that thought as the tip of the spear and follow it down to its root. The thought is just something that's trying to get my attention to something deeper. And with practice, this probably won't happen, you know, in your first attempt. But with practice, I can take that judgment and I can bring it and follow it and use mindfulness and the power of the moment and focus to go all the way down to where it's being fueled, like to its roots. A lot of times for me, <clears throat> those roots are... Uh, deep-seated feelings of shame you know I'm not good enough I'm not broken so I use ideology as a drug to numb that out feelings of separation you know I'm alone in this world I'm not safe in this world uh, I have no comfort or peace at my core because I refuse to look at these dark emotions and with mindfulness with learning to cultivate the power of the moment, which is our true power, in my opinion. Uh, we can dig into those feelings, we can experience them, and we can start not just dissipating them or healing them, but supplanting them with something better. Like we're all in this together, we're all doing the best we can. We might be clumsy at it, we might be unskillful at it, we might be ignorance, ignorant on how to do it better but we can learn new information to remove that ignorance like we have that capacity if we're willing to admit that what we're doing is unskillful and damaging to ourselves and to culture but in my life by not willing to face those deep-seated feelings <clears throat> driving all these judgments and behavior I was at conflict with myself and by being in conflict with myself I was in conflict with others that's how reality works. What's in our core comes out and manifests within our external world. So my encouragement, and you do have to be courageous to do this, I think. I think it's one of the more scary things that we can do as humans. My encouragement for you <clears throat> is today, be aware of your thoughts throughout the day and maybe make a note of a thought that seems to be repeating in your mind. A judgment like let's focus just on a judgment a judgment of someone that has a different belief than you someone who's wearing clothes you don't like whoever it is like if there's a judgment that keeps coming up write it down on paper and then next time you have some quiet time preferably over 20 minutes sit down be aware of that judgment and practice looking at that judgment with a sense of compassion 
right? Like hold the judgment in your open hands like you would hold, you know, a pile of sand or something. Just hold it there gently. Let it be what it is and let it open up. That judgment will open up if we approach it with compassion and love, but also persistence. Let that open up. Let it show you what's underneath it. You know, bring your courage with you. You may notice that as this judgment opens up, a lot of feelings begin to come up, a lot of discomfort. There could be a lot of anger, rage. If you have trauma in your past that you never dealt with, you know, that might start coming up. Because we use judgments, we use ideology, we use group mindsets to run away from our shadow and who we really are. But if we continue to practice becoming into a state of integrity, these things start losing their power over us and then our, our, our outer lives improve. We find more peace, more harmony in the relationships. We end up running into people that are like-minded, they're spiritually oriented, and life seems to give, at least I can, this is speaking from my experience, life seems to get us more of what we're actually after, you know, which is, to me, strong, healthy community, not community based on hate or judgment towards others. So that's my challenge for you. I hope it's useful. It's, you know, highly probable you won't be able to follow a single judgment all the way to its core the first time. You know, that takes practice. You might have to practice meditating and just watching your thoughts for, you know, several weeks to maybe a few months before you're able to grab just one judgment and bring it down to its core. You know, it takes a lot of practice, but that's just how life is. Everything that's worth doing takes practice. I hope you have a good day. I hope you really think about what the content of this message is. I hope you bring it into yourself. I hope you talk about it with other people. It'd be really helpful to share this information with others, this video or this podcast. Uh, to like it, leave comments if it's impactful to you. And I'm building a community at mindful.locos.com. It's going to be a, a community of like-minded people that want to grow individually. They want to grow personally. They want to become better, stronger people so that they can impact the world effectively and positively by creating more peace, more harmony, serenity, compassion towards others on an individual level because that's where all change starts, starts is with the individual. So... Thank you for sharing. Uh, I really do appreciate it. You know, we don't have a marketing team, so it is super helpful if you could do that for us. I hope you have a good day again. Uh, really be mindful of our situation. Be mindful of where, when we're getting pulled into arguments. And, you know, just remember we're all people doing the best we can and that all conflict starts within us before it starts out there. Have a good day.